Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. I am your fearless host, Steve Cypress, and once again, sad to relay the news that I am without my trusty co-host, Everett Farnell, who has once again still completely swamped and mobbed by all the orders and the money and the work that has come in because of the recent promotion he did, that once again, I wish that kind of success on you, dear listener, because he's based that on a lot of the principles that we have discussed right here on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So hopefully he's back with us next week. But for now, once again, just like last week, you get just me. Now, I have to tell you that I experienced it last week recording this podcast without Everett Farnell at my side is extremely not nearly as much fun as having him with me. However, my hope is that the information is at least somewhat, at least it's valuable to you as the listener as you look to grow and build your business and succeed. So with that out of the way, let's get right to it. We promised, or I promised last week, to talk about one aspect of your personality that you can convey into your market place to your current customers or patients or clients and all your prospects that will magnetically attract people to you and that is the attitude of being a winner of being someone who will do whatever it takes to win as Donald Trump says often on the campaign trail you know politicians are all talk and no action and by saying that of course what he means is that he is different that he will be an action taker and in fact uh, there was an interview a couple of months back I guess at this point as I record this uh, towards the end of June where he was asked uh, and he was uh, commended for how having won the Republican primary and knocked off 16 15 or 16 or 14 or whatever kind of real politicians and statesmen and people that kind of have a lot of experience in politics anyway and supposedly know what they're doing and he ran right through them all and knocked them off one by one and how that kind of populist nationalist no holds barred a successful businessman comes in and uses social media and all this how he really turned the whole political world on its head and and the interviewer said how he had no matter what happens from now on congratulations you have changed american politics forever and uh, his reply was if i don't win I will consider this to be a total and complete waste of time, energy, and money. I don't know if that's an exact quote, but that's basically what he said. In other words, that's the attitude of a winner. Call it what you want. Could You can call it arrogant if you want, or, or uh, overly confident, or whatever, or even callous if you want, because, you know, the typical politician is going to say, like, well, as long as I get my ideas across. I mean, this is what you hear now from this Bernie Sanders, who for some reason, you know, we know he, he can't do the math with his uh, his ideas for the economy and uh, just giving all kinds of free stuff away that you can't pay for. So we know he's really, math is not a strong suit, but apparently he can't even do the math to understand that he's 
not going to be the nominee of the Democratic, I was going to say his party, but he's not even a member of the Democratic Party. He's not going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party. I think he's finally sort of realizing that. Of course, the whole world knows that why he still is hanging in there is because any day now, it's a possibility that Hillary's going to be hauled off into criminal court for all the crimes she's committed. So that's really why he's hanging in. But anyway, he doesn't have the attitude of a winner. Certainly didn't act like he was even trying to win for a long time in the primaries, but he doesn't say like, gee, if I don't win, it means nothing. He's like, well, at least I can influence the platform, and and we're starting a a movement here, and you know, I want to do good things for the future, and all that mealy-mouthed, typical politician thing, I'm just suggesting that that's not a magnetic attitude. That doesn't draw people, oh, I'm so attracted to Bernie as a leader because he says it's okay if I lose. Okay, Donald Trump by saying, if I don't win, I will consider it a total and complete waste of time, energy, and money. That's the attitude of a person that if, God forbid, you were sent into war and you had one person that could be next to you in a bunker, uh, well... Uh, assuming that he didn't uh, falsify some medical thing or whatever he did and, you know, get out of going into the war, that he got trained and how to use a gun and all, how to be a proper soldier, that's the kind of attitude of the soldier you would like to have next to you. That winning attitude that I'll do whatever it takes. In other words, I would say to uh, the person in the bunker next to me in the war, oh, the enemy is storming in on us, and I would hope he wouldn't say, well, even if we die, at least we, you know, will try and change their minds at the end by telling them America's great and their country isn't like that it's even just silly to say that so of course I would want him to say to me like well I consider if we don't kill them all and survive or if we don't survive I will consider this a complete total waste of time energy money whatever because of course that's how it is so that's a magnetic attitude people see that and say wow finally some honesty a winner you know a business person that's how a business person is on the campaign trail as you see and that's what America is saying they would like I would like it for the first time in a long time if somebody were in the White House who believed in winning who said winning is the only thing it's not about oh at least I was nice or at least I got things started or at least I tried to do something or all those excuses okay so a winning attitude is the opposite of the excuse minded attitude okay uh, and, and it's not just excuse minded I mean there's plenty of ways I, I being a consultant and helping small business owners do their marketing hear so many excuses it's unbelievable oh you know i've tried that it won't work or uh, i don't know if i should do that or i'm not sure or i'm afraid to try it or you know that won't work in my industry or in my town or whatever or uh, man isn't there a cheaper way of doing it i mean just all kinds of losing excuse oriented things people say i even had a a prospect who uh, i hosted an event recently and he came to I don't know how many of my events over the years and every time I offered a free consultation or a, a free event to her there he was but he never hired anyone to help him with anything and I had a pretty long uh, conversation with him this time uh, after the event and he said oh he's making all kinds of money how is his dental practice he's the best dentist in his town he was adamant about that at least he had a good attitude about that and uh, how you know it brings in 60,000 a month and he keeps about 30,000 a month and but, you know, he wants to get to a million dollars a year, and he has had a taste of making more money. He really wants to get back there. And, 
and then we had a conversation, he, and he understood that, of course, he, he is a dentist. Him thinking he's going to suddenly become a great marketer of dentistry instantly all on his own is like me thinking, I got a toothache, I'm going to instantly become an excellent dentist and pull my own tooth. I mean, it just makes so no sense. And yet, even though he said, okay, let's get going, and I said, well, how soon do you want to you know, start making more money? Right away, right now, let's go. Uh, great. Uh, well, let's get started. Give me a credit card. Oh, cre- oh, right now? You know, the excuses started already as if he was... A, what? You're the one that just told me right now. But of course, now the, the years of the non-action-taking, procrastinating, perfectionism, whatever you want to call it, excuse-oriented entrepreneur, business owner, came out. Now, I, I've been this way in the past, and, and hopefully, if you recognize any of this in you, it's you in the past, or it's you in the present, but right now you're saying, as of now, I'm going to make that change. I'm going to become, get rid of all those excuses and procrastination and perfectionism nonsense, and I'm going to become results-oriented. I'm going to become winning-oriented. So first it was like, oh, credit card. Oh, then he said, I don't have a credit card. So it's unusual for a professional who runs a practice that brings in three quarters of a million dollars a year and who makes several hundred thousand dollars himself doesn't even have a credit card to use. But, you know, whatever, I let that one go. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter to me anything you want, which is what I always say to prospects and clients. Uh, you can send me money any way you want. You can uh, give me a credit card, debit card. You can do a bank uh, wire. You can uh, mail a check. You can send a carrier pigeon over with cash. I mean, you can do PayPal, anything, Western Union. I mean, I've taken any way somebody wants to to give me money so they can get started because I have a guarantee. My clients are guaranteed to have 10 times the return on their investments. Or I have to give double their money back. So it's me taking the risk. So anytime they want me to start working for them and start taking the risk, just let me know, get me the ante to get in the game, and you pretty much often right away start making money. So in this case, you know, great, he's ready to go. And then he started back, back, fell back into his old excuse world. So knowing that this was the topic for this that I'd already promised I'm going to discuss, I was like, wow, he happens to be an excellent example of the opposite of a winning attitude. That is just pure and simple a losing attitude. Because I said, sure, mail me a check. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll put it in the mail tomorrow. I'm like, great, here's my overnight account number, and you can just say, bill the recipient on it drop that in the mail have it the next day so let's schedule the appointment meanwhile i already told him i'm getting to work and i'm starting to write the copy and put the promotion together and you know i talked to him about his what assets he have in his database and his list and what he's looking for with and i knew i have i've helped many dentists bring in a, a flood of new patients right away with the promotion I'm going to do. So put it into motion and let's get it going. I scheduled a call for a couple of days out and uh, let's get on it. Well, of course, you know the end of the story. The next day came the phone call that I fully expected, full of nothing but excuses. Oh, oh, I know. The big one was, oh, the IRS just did something. As if that day the IRS suddenly, surprisingly came out of nowhere and did something to him. Now, I used to be the, the VP of sales for a an emergency tax resolution company. You know the kind. One of these, you see them on TV all the time, uh, late night or whatever, or Jerry Springer show, you know, if you owe lots of money to the IRS, so they're putting on liens and levies and taking your car and your furniture and your house and whatever. You know, call me, pennies on the dollar, we'll solve your problem. I was the, the VP of sales for a uh, group of lawyers doing that in the Chicago area, so 
I'm, I'm fully aware that there is a heck of a lot of notice uh, from the IRS before they're going to take any action at all. So, you know, this guy might have gotten some kind of a letter in the mail, but otherwise he knew about this way in advance. And all I'm saying is that when you have an ex- what you think is an excuse, what a winner does is he turns that excuse into the reason for taking action. You don't use it as an excuse to not take action. So no matter what was happening, it doesn't matter if the IRS was coming tomorrow to take his car. That makes it even more of a reason to say, Steve, in fact, I get these calls. I get calls from current clients or from prospects wanting to become clients and say, hey, uh, Steve, I just had a big situation happen. Such and such happened. My top guy left or I lost my biggest client. Or in this case, if you want to say the IRS is going to take 50 grand out of my account tomorrow, hey, Steve, I need your help. Let's do a promotion right away so I can get all this money that I need to make up for this as soon as possible. Only the losing attitude uses it as an excuse any of those problems and says, can you imagine? Oh, I I lost my top guy or I lost my top client or the IRS has taken 50 grand out of me. Therefore, Steve, I think I shouldn't do any marketing. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So you hopefully, or at least up till now, I don't know, hopefully, but you've never heard Donald Trump use an excuse, pretty much any excuse, but I highly doubt you'll hear him make an excuse like that, that this is not the time to take action because something bad is going to happen. If something bad is going to happen, that's the time to take massive action, folks. That's the winning attitude, and that is a magnetic attitude that attracts people to it. shows you're a leader. It attracts followers. Followers are sitting there going, I don't know what to do like this prospect of mine, and needs a leader. You know, if I could have reached through the telephone and rung him around the neck and sat him down and forced his hand to write out the check and then write out the check for this postcard that all you have to do is drop it in the mail and a flood of patients come in, well, of course, you can't... Now, I did did go to law school. I know you can't uh, force somebody to write their name on a check. There's some kind of fraudulent uh, coercion crime involved there. I don't know what it's called, but you can't do it. But anyway, I would, you know, do my best to lead him to taking the right action. And people are looking for leaders, even if they're just looking for a plumber or a dentist or a doctor or an attorney. They're looking for a leader. If it's an attorney, they're looking for someone to lead them into the right strategy to win their case and to go in and then lead the judge to make the right decision or the jury to come up with the right verdict. If they're looking for a dentist, they're looking for the dentist to lead them into taking the right action. Show them the x-rays and have them say, oh, but I'm afraid of a dentistry or I can't afford it. And lead them or a doctor to say, but this is what's right. You need to quit smoking. You need to get that tooth pulled. You need to take this action. People are looking for leaders, even if it's a plumber. You know, oh, how much to fix that? I don't know. Can't you just put some, you know, tape on it and get by and whatever? Look, they're looking for the leader to say, this could cause a major problem later on, and then it's really going to bring down the value of the house. I mean, it's going to cost you so much more down the road. You need to get this done now, okay? People looking for leadership. And when you have the attitude where you say, look, it's win or nothing. If I don't win, it's not, oh, at least I had some fun. Or at least I got my point across to somebody. Or at least I started a movement that doesn't do anything and doesn't change the status quo, which is driving this country off a cliff. Uh, Nothing changes for Donald Trump. He can't change anything unless he wins. Okay, I can't change anything for a client unless you hire me. You, whatever your business is, you can't, if you're an auto repair guy, you can't fix the car unless they're going to pay you. And so forth and so on. So be that leader, have that winning attitude, and that will attract people. For me, I'm going to say the same thing. If I put together a marketing strategy plan, calendar, campaigns, sales funnels, I mean, 
scripts, copy, you name it. If I put all that together for a client and it doesn't bring in money, it doesn't win, it doesn't work, yeah, I consider that a complete and total waste of time, energy, and money so much that I'm going to give double the money back to the client. That's how much it was a total waste if what I recommend and what I put into place doesn't work. So it's win or nothing. That's the attitude I have. That's the attitude Donald Trump has. That's the attitude that I hope, dear listener, as I hope you're a business owner, that's the attitude I hope not only you have, but you convey that to your employees, to your suppliers, to your prospects, to your customers, your patients, your clients, your partners, your associates, your your wife, your kids, for crying out loud. I hope you convey that to everybody. That, my friend, is this week's lesson learned in the Donald Trump podcast. So that'll do it for this week. Hopefully next week I'll be back here and having a lot more fun and we'll have all the fun and games of saying how huge and fantastic and I'm telling you, and believe me, this is going to be the greatest podcast ever and all that kind of fun stuff. Hopefully I'll have Everett Farnell back with me next week. Until then, this has been the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast, your fearless host Steve Cypress. Over and out. Talk to you next week. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.